Strangers creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome to the B-Team Podcast, 31 Days of Horror, Day 28. Welcome, everybody. I am Josh, joined, as always, by my ghost co-host, Mr. Vincent Price. And today, I have two movies for you that I will just tell you are not quite vampire movies. Although the first one comes pretty damn close. Uh, The first movie is an absolute mindfuck from 1970 Czechoslovakia. Uh, This is called Valerie and Her Week of Wonders, directed by a Mr. Yaromir Giles. Giles, I'm not sure. And uh, this one is basically a fairy tale, fantasy horror, Alice in Wonderland by way of Czechoslovakia with weird fucking witch vampire and strange regional politics imagery. Um, This one is about a girl named Valerie who was played by a, I believe, 13 or 14-year-old actress, and she's just thrown in some really bizarre shit, and um, she goes to sleep one night. A thief who is like a half-rat monster man appears in her room, tries to steal her earrings. Her grandmother, who is obviously a very, very sexy younger woman in old lady makeup tells her this tale about how her parents were killed by the thief and it was on the orders of the constable. The constable is very clearly a vampire who kind of looks like the master from Buffy. Uh, She basically goes down the rabbit hole and just into this weird fantasy adventure where the constable is the head vampire. Uh, Her grandmother de-ages and becomes a vampire, and then she's, like, a lesbian vampire assassin, uh, she just goes around, like, banging and eating people, and there's this really weird shit happening all throughout this movie, um, so how did I hear about this one? Well, when I was going down the rabbit hole of my own to do the 100 favorite horror movies and doing my research, a couple people mentioned it, And, you know, of course, I couldn't find a copy online, and if I could, it wasn't in English. And I believe it was that year or the year before. Turns out it had gotten a Criterion release. Uh, And Barnes & Noble, especially at the time, does their, you know, 50% off Criterion sale that used to last a month, and I'm not sure about now during COVID, but in the years leading up to it, it was like, you know, they would have a perpetual six-month sale where $45 Blu-ray Criterions were on sale for like $29.99 and sometimes even $19.99. So I was like, yes, please. Um, So I bought it. I picked it up. I watched, you know, everything on that DVD. Uh, Apparently it had been run on Turner Classic Movies. Uh, That guy, Ben, I don't remember his name, actually features on The Young Turks of all places. Uh, He did a whole thing on it. And uh, like I said, it is bizarre. It is a mindfuck, but it is really good. Uh, I will, of course, give you guys a cautionary warning. And you know me, not much would disturb me or 
phase me and uh, I'm not one to give these about willy-nilly. Um, it was 1970 by way of Czechoslovakia and Poland and this was different times with much different laws. Um, the actress is incredibly underage and there is definitely a scene where she's partially nude. So, you know, we are not endorsing that in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's one of those, you know, if you could separate art from artists, or if you want to just fast forward through that point, you'll see it coming, because there's a lot of bizarre shit that happens to this poor girl, um, but, you know, she was an actress, and her parents had signed off on it, and I guess that's all it took, and, uh, yeah, so there you go, Valerie and her week of wonders. Uh, our next movie is another one that was definitely a sleeper hit that rocketed towards the top of my list. That is the 1979 Australian movie called Thirst. Uh, this one starring a Australian actress, French actress, named Chantelle Contori, I believe. Uh, I've never seen her in anything else, but in this movie alone, she's phenomenal. Um, she is, of course, very much an adult, and which is good because she's naked all throughout this movie. But uh, this is another take on the Liz Bathory story, which if you didn't hear my Countess Dracula, uh, Elizabeth Bathory was a very famous real-world serial killer who bathed in the blood of virgins, and the lore is that, you know, maybe she was a descendant of Dracula, uh, maybe she became a vampire, maybe she had nothing to do with it, but, you know, that's how the lore goes. Um, so actually, I mentioned the master from Buffy, and I bring that up again because the plot of this movie reminded me of the very recent movie Cure for Wellness, which if you like schlocky sci-fi with some really graphic horror imagery, I would highly recommend it. Uh, and then it also reminded me of the very famous Buffy episode, The Wish, because the plot of this movie is basically this cult called the Brotherhood, which are, you know, people who I guess worship the Liz Bathory legend, um, are basically kidnapping people and bleeding them and manufacturing their blood. And there's even a scene where they're like in a little factory set up and they put it in a wine glass, which is what the master did in the episode of Buffy called The Wish. Uh, so I thought that that was cool when I saw that. And I wondered if that's where they got the inspiration because, you know, Whedon and co, they definitely stole a lot of what they did, but it wasn't always a bad thing. Um, so yeah, this movie is wild. They basically are mind-fucking this woman, Kate. Um, is she a descendant of Liz Bathory? Is she not? We don't really find out until the end. I'm not going to give it away. Uh, is she a vampire? They go so far as to give her, like, fake fangs and try to induct her into their cult after, you know, deconditioning and brainwashing and trying to get her to drink the blood of these, you know, willing, quote-unquote, sacrifices. Um, there's a lot of bizarre imagery. They start replacing things like her milk with a gallon of blood. Uh, and then there's like a weird scene where the cat is like, you know, going to lick it, realizes it's blood and is like, fuck that. Cause cats won't. And, um, yeah, it, it's just really cool. Um, there's a very graphic scene of her in the shower and blood comes out of the faucet and, you know, the shower head and she's very much naked and then covered in blood. So, if you're that type of thing, uh, I know you freaks are out there, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's 
not that long, you know, it's probably about an hour and a half. Uh, this one is available on YouTube, and I believe this one got a release from our good buddies over at Severin. A um, couple people have asked me, you know, of the blue teaks that I'm always talking about, which one is my favorite. Uh, it does change as the years go on. However, I would say that, you know, consistency and quality, um, Severin has gone above and beyond in recent years just putting out the best possible library. Uh, I got an update today that's something I've very much been looking forward to. Just got a street date of today, apparently. So I will uh, be adding that one on in the Black Friday sale. It won't be on sale, but, you know, hey, it's a Barbara Steele movie I've been waiting for. It's on my list, so why not? Um, but, yeah, I would go Severin. Arrow used to be. Uh, Arrow, in recent years, has definitely slacked off. Uh, they did put out some box sets of basically their greatest hits they still have the rights to. Um, their sale went live today, which, again, all these sales are late this year. I guess it's all the shipping shortages. Uh, so I actually went and looked at the page. First of all, they're promoting the sale with one of my favorite movies. It's not a horror movie. It's a fantastic exploitation movie called Switchblade Sisters they just put out this year. And it's not on sale. So I think that's pretty shitty. A lot of people called them out on that. But what they do have left, uh, a lot of it isn't their best work by far. So, like, everything's 15 bucks, which is great for the stuff that is, you know, still worth grabbing. And there is a lot, but, I mean, we're talking, they had a lot of Argento, Fulci. Uh, they had some really good Giallo. They have the Herschel Gordon Lewis films they do still have. They're all on sale. So that's definitely worth picking up. Uh, and I think they did still have Mark of the Devil, but it wasn't on sale. So it's good to see they still have that one because that is one that, like I said, if you can get a copy, absolutely worth it. Um, as far as Vinegar Syndrome, they do some great, great stuff, but they're all over the map. They have Expanded, which isn't always a good thing. Um, they've got a whole really intense, you know, porn section and kind of gets in the way of other stuff. They've done this thing called partner labels where they're promoting these smaller independent offshoots which i think is cool but again everything just gets kind of convoluted lost in the shuffle um but when they do put out some really great stuff they're doing that they did a collab with uh severin where severin did uh andy warhol's dracula blood for dracula they're doing andy warhol's frankenstein flesh for frankenstein and they both got these like glorious 4k ultras which are super expensive but you know hey I got the Dracula one, I'll get the Frankenstein one eventually, um, but yeah, no, and then of course, you know, I've talked up Scream Factory, again, whatever they still have the rights to, you're gonna get your, you know, ABCs of horror from them, you'll, you'll get some off the beaten path stuff, like they just put out both Deadly Friend, which is more sci-fi, and Alone in the Dark, which is definitely an early 80s slasher, um, but they still have the Halloweens, the Candymans, you know, they had Chucky, I think they might still, I know a box set came out, I wasn't sure if it was them, um, so yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch from them, and then, you know, your, your absolute, just off the wall, whoever didn't have the rights, they picked it up, is Synapse, which, surprisingly, they actually picked up a bunch of the Hammer stuff I've mentioned, like Countess Dracula, like, uh, Hands of the Ripper, uh, and then they just have some other, like, weird shit, um, and they wrestled the U.S. rights to demons away from Arrow, because in the U.K., that was Arrow's, like, bread and butter, you know, flagship title, 
uh, and they just keep milking demons for all it's worth, which, you know, God bless them, it's worth it, um, but yeah, so there's my, my quick rundown on the Blue Teak labels, uh, so in order of, you know, best, not to worst, but just my preference, uh, right now I would go Severin, then Vinegar Syndrome, then Scream Factory, and then Arrow, uh, there is another one, but it's really just cult stuff, and I never know what they do and don't have the rights to, and I mentioned them before, and that's Blue Underground, um, they have, you know, like, basically four or five titles at any given time, they're always fantastic, but, you know, like, they'll, they'll just get random, you know, New York Ripper, they had Maniac, uh, I believe they have the Stenhall Syndrome, um, and something else from, uh, Argento, I can't remember, but it, it was weird what they did and didn't have, uh, and then some of the other weird ones I've mentioned, you have Code Red, you have, uh, Mondo Macabre, and, uh, the offshoot of Kino Lorber, which is Redemption, but, like I said, they have just, you know, whatever off-the-beaten-path titles that just haven't been acquired elsewhere, um, so if you're in the game, I would suggest, following the social media of a page called Dawn of the Discs, uh, D-I-S-C-S, and they will tell you everything that comes out always. It can get a little bit, you know, annoying because they'll cover beyond even just the Blue Teak stuff. They'll be like, you know, Warner Media is doing this. Um, but they're, they're good because they'll break every press release as it happens. Uh, and then if you can't find things on the sites themselves or on Amazon my favorite, what I would call hub site, is Diabolic, which is D-I-A-B-O-L-I-K, DVD.com. Sometimes they will have things that are on sale that the other sites don't, and sometimes they will have things that are super out of print, uh, one of which I'm going to mention soon, because it's still to come on my list, um, this movie was out of print, I was able to snag the 40th anniversary edition, and, you know, it was going for, like, 90, 80 bucks on Amazon and eBay, they managed to, like, find three of them in the warehouse, and they put out an email, hey, it's back in stock, I hit that add to cart button as fast as I possibly could, I got three of them, $24.99, so I was, I was quite happy with that. Um, but I will talk about that when I review that movie, because that's, that's a good one, it's going to get a a lengthy one, and, uh, yeah, so, that is what I have for you today, um, honorable mentions, I'm, again, I'm going to do a big thing on the last two days, um, I think I had mentioned off the bat that, unfortunately, a certain Fulci movie did not make it, um, if I didn't, I will probably talk about that one tomorrow, given the theme, uh, and I actually watched that one again yesterday with Sarah, uh, to see if it would change, to see if anything in the last run-up to the final would change, and, um, you know, I, I could definitely praise the movie and, and recommend it, and I will in the honorable mentions, but it just missed it, so that might draw some, uh, shock and oohs and ahs, but I will cover that tomorrow, and I will catch you then. Have a good one, everybody.